Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another episode of The Abroad Pod, your go-to podcast for all things abroad. I'm your host, Nicole, and today I'm joined by a guest for another Abroad Series episode. The Abroad Series is a series I started last season to showcase different abroad programs and experiences around the world. I am so excited for this week's episode because today I'm sitting down with Melly a recent college grad from Washington State. Melly's story is a super unique one. Growing up in a military family, Melly spent 11 years of her life living abroad. She's lived in six countries total, which is pretty impressive. She's only 22. <laughs> Those countries have been the United States, Japan, Indonesia, Italy, Bahrain, and Ecuador. I am so excited to learn more about Melly's life growing up abroad, and I hope you guys are too. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode and say hello to Melly. Ellie, welcome to the Abroad Pod. Hello, how are you? Good, I'm so excited you're here today. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to my listeners? Oh yeah, most definitely. So hi everyone, my name is Melissa, but my friends and family call me Melly. I am currently 22. In May, I'm the turning 23. Uh, currently, I am in Washington State. And a fun fact about me is that I am a dog mama. I have two chow chows. So it's like the, it's the dogs that look like a lion or bear. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, like, I'll show you a quick picture so you can see what I mean. <laughs> I do. I want to see. What are their names? Um, Vida and Soba. Oh, that's cute. I love yep. that. <laughs> Very cute. So aside from being a dog mom of two, <laughs> you've also had a lot of travel experience in your life, Melly, and that's what we'll be talking about today. So mm -hmm. you've lived in six countries, which is so unusual for only being 22. So can you just give my listeners a rundown of what countries you've lived in and like maybe when in your life you've lived in them? Oh, gosh, it's a lot. <laughs> okay, so I was born in Washington State. And um, my family and I actually moved to Washington, D.C. for a little bit. So probably when I was just one. And then uh, we moved back to Washington State. And then uh, after Washington State, my family and I moved to Jakarta, Indonesia. So we stayed there for, if I remember, until I was four. And then we returned back to Washington State. And then um, that's, so I did kindergarten first and a little bit of second grade here in Washington. And then after, um, I would say, like like I said, it was the beginning of my second grade year. So in October um, of second grade, my family and I uh, moved overseas. So after that, we, we just stayed overseas majority of my uh, majority of my like school years. Mm -hmm. So we moved to Japan. I stayed there for second grade to third grade. And then I finished third grade back here in Washington. <laughs> and then um, after that, my family and I moved to Naples, Italy. That's where I did fourth and fifth grade. And then after that, my family and I moved to back to uh, Japan, but we stayed on mainland Japan from from when I was in sixth grade all the way till ninth grade. 
And then um, I did my sophomore year in Okinawa, Japan, and then I finished high school. So I did my junior and senior year in um, in Bahrain in the Middle East. Wow. <laughs> so just really... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. And then after that, um, after I graduated from um, high school, I returned back to, um, to Washington State. And that's when I did my university for four years but you know I did study abroad during my four years but I could tell you a little bit more of that after mm-hmm. you went to Ecuador right yep I did Ecuador and Ecuador and the Netherlands nice so college is like the time in your life where you've been in one place the longest but you've continued to travel like would you say um I would say yeah I would say that um being back in the states and doing university has been um my longest that I've stayed in one place (laughs) that's so cool so just to recap because that was a lot the six countries are U.S. Indonesia Mm -hmm. Japan Italy Bahrain is that it (laughs) oh and I guess like Ecuador too if we count (laughs) lived there for a couple weeks right yeah uh half of the summer yeah awesome Okay, so now that we know your timeline a little bit, I would love to talk about what brought you there because you had a very unique upbringing. So I would love for you to share if you were involved with a military family or if your family just liked to travel, like just what brought you all around the world at such a young age. So um, my dad was actually in the military, so I am a military child. Um, but what was I like? I would say ironic about it is that like um, my dad actually retired when I was only five years old. But he continued working for the um, U.S. government, which allowed us to move overseas. So when we moved to Jakarta, my dad was still in the Navy, but he was there working for the U.S. Embassy. And then um, but afterwards, when we returned back to the States again, when I was five, that's when he officially retired. But again, um, he he working for the U.S. government, which allowed us to move overseas and stay overseas. (laughs) That's so cool. So you basically just moved around because of your dad's work, would you say? Like brought mm-hmm. him to those specific locations or did you guys like choose that you wanted to live there? So um, from my understanding, um, like with the military, they usually give you options before like say, okay, what are the main, like the, th- like it's top three, the top three areas that you want to like move to. Um, that's available for your um, for your position and then when, once you pick it's just like again it's like you know if you're selected to go here that's where you and your family would move um but again it depends um for the position itself and it depends like again what department you're working for so that's that was that's what my dad told me but i'm i don't want to say that's for all like u.s military or u.s government workers right that was for my dad that from what he has told me when i was growing up yeah that's so um, cool yeah, I was. I had a, I had something else in my head, but it kind of popped. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, but like even moving overseas and like living everywhere else, it's just like my family and I would like you know travel around the neighboring countries. Um, I so even though I didn't live there, it's just like I would visit it, even for school. So um, so for example, uh, when I was um. Uh, so when I was in the Middle East, when I was in Bahrain, I did a bunch of sports. I was a three-season athlete, so I did volleyball, basketball, and soccer. Mm-hmm. And um, and we had so all the Department of Defense schools would come together and like pretty much have a competition. And um, and you would have kids from Europe and the Middle East um, come together, and we would meet up in Germany, Rome, or Rome, or we would be Spain, depending on where like who wants to host the um 
euros. That's what it was called, euros. Uh, so every uh, so when I did so my junior and senior year, we would travel. We always traveled to Germany, and that's where we would have that big competition where all the schools would go against each other. So like we had Division One, Two, and Three. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Do you know roughly how many countries you've been to in your lifetime? I'm just curious. Oh. Gosh, I, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like, I feel like um, I've been to a lot of places, but it's like, I, I always, I, it's such a bad habit. I always compare myself to other like travelers and I feel like I'm missing out. Like I'm, there's still a lot that I need to like, you know, explore, mm-hmm. but like I, I've been a lot, but I feel like it's not enough, if that makes <laughs> I feel that exact same way. It's like for every one place I visit, I add five more to my bucket list. <laughs> it's just like a never-ending cycle. <laughs> so I get it. There's a lot to see. So Melia, I'd love to know your favorite place that you've lived and why out of the six countries that we've talked about. Oh, okay. So my favorite place I would say is Japan. As you if as you heard earlier, it's like my family and I always return back to Japan. But um, out of the eleven years that I lived overseas, I spent seven years, six to seven years in Japan itself. Mm-hmm. Whether this was on mainland or it was on it, it was at Okinawa, and um, I would say that I loved Japan. I I would consider Japan home because again, seven years of my life, uh, like especially growing up there. Um, because it's just like that's where you could I would say that like a lot of my personality and my characteristics of who I am today it's like where it really developed um because um you have so Japan's really safe and like uh what I really appreciated was that like my parents like put a lot of trust in me like as young as like you know sixth grade we're 12 years 12 11 12 12 or 11 years old and like my parents were like oh yeah you can go take the train and go to Tokyo or Yokohama by yourself and or like with a couple of friends so that's what I I was doing from like sixth grade and ninth grade just literally exploring navigating the train system by myself um and like you know so it's just like living in Japan I learned like I learned a lot about myself and I like that's how I became very independent I like doing a lot of things on my own um navigating when it comes to new places is really easy for me so because of like how I lived in Japan and then not only that it's just like the mannerisms I learned as well as like just being open so Mm -hmm. I was gonna ask like how growing up abroad shaped who you are today and I think that is a perfect answer when I was 12 I wasn't even allowed to go to the grocery store alone (laughs) never mind Tokyo so that's awesome I could see how that could translate into making you more independent today yeah and then like you know um I feel like growing up abroad has really just not necessarily like shaped me as an independent person like there's so much more that it did like um so like with me I'm like a people person so it's just like I'm very outgoing I love meeting new new people in new places and you know just learning about who they are and then uh learn about who they are like what makes them unique but but most importantly learning about like the challenges they face or currently uh are facing and and like with that like you know, moving every two to three years, I had to create a community wherever I went. That's why I really love meeting new people. And like, not only that, it goes a step further because I love being a resource for others, whether this is like, you know, helping them be like, you know, being the middleman, providing them the like the resources, the right resources, 
their solutions, but most importantly, like, helping them see like the better versions of themselves. It's just like, I'm all about like, you know, being a resource for others. And, um, but like with being abroad, it's just also allowed me to be very open-minded, um, trying new things um, and like trying new things, challenging myself as well as like, you know, um, just being very adventurous. There's a difference between like traveling and being adventurous. Like when you're traveling, people think of like, you know, oh, I'm just going to this place. But like being adventurous is like, no, when I go there, I want to try X, Y, and Z. And like, you know, get gain the experience, learn the lessons I learn. And like, you know, it will not only allow me to understand who I am, but it also under, let me let me see like, okay, do I really like this or do I not really like this? Yeah, that's great. Have you also become like very adaptable, Melly? Too like, if you had to move somewhere new tomorrow, do you feel like you could just like pick up and move, no problem? Yeah, like, <laughs> like I feel like I, I, um, I've been so with, so I'm in a relationship, and I've been telling my boyfriend like I want to move. I want to like be. I've been in Washington for five years already since like I graduated in 2016. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'm like, as I've been telling him, I was like, Brandon, we have to move. I'm like having this itch that we gotta go somewhere new, explore something new, or just travel. Because um, my boyfriend, he's actually a military child himself, but he stayed in the states. He never he he um, he probably moved a couple of states, but he never moved overseas. So it's just and for him he, he doesn't like moving he he wants to travel but he's just like oh when the time comes and like you know versus me i'm like we gotta go we gotta go now we gotta move now we gotta travel now because <laughs> you know i get like, that yeah so <laughs> i think we all feel that way right now mm-hmm. if you could move somewhere tomorrow melly where would you move just a fun question <laughs> if i could move anywhere yeah. Okay. So we talked about this on the phone. I want to move to Boston. I don't know why. It's like really calling my name. Like I want, like whether this is moving or just visiting, I want to go there just for like, just to see if I like really love it and I want to move there. But it's just like Boston has been calling my name for a uh, while. <laughs> come on over. It's a great place. I. You should do a weekend trip. I'll show you around because I'm a tour guide in Boston, and then you can decide if you want to move here or not. Ah, yes. <laughs> Literally come whenever. It's it's awesome. I love Boston. There's history. We have great sports. We have all four seasons too. So if you like adventure, you know, there's something to do year round here. So I love it. But Washington State is also beautiful too. I was in Seattle a couple months ago and I loved it. Oh yeah. Um, it, but <laughs> we're at the stage in Washington where it's like, we're going to like, we're going into spring and summer, but it's like, it'll be like, for example, yesterday it was super sunny mm-hmm. and today it's like raining. It's windy. Like, so it's just like, we're in that awkward time right now. Um, that's why I, just, I feel like I need to go somewhere that's really, really hot. I know it's very opposite from Boston. You said there's four, there's four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and when we talked on the phone, you said you had to deal with the snow. But for me, I was, I think I'm also like craving for some somewhere that's really hot right now. Yeah, I think we all are. It was a long, long winter. <laughs> mm-hmm. So another fun question for you, Melly. So after living in all those places that you did, did you pick up a second language or is the only language you grew up speaking English? Oh, okay. So like, I feel, I feel like a bad person, like with all the places I lived, um, I only, I only know English. Like I did minor in Spanish, but I'll get to that before. Like I'll get to that story in a little bit, but like, Mm -hmm. um, um, 
living abroad, I didn't learn Japanese. I didn't learn like Arabic. I didn't learn Italian. And um, I feel like I missed out in a lot. Um, but it's just like growing up, I, I even struggled learning English, even though that was like my main like native, my, that's my mother tongue. Um, because like, so I'm Filipino and like my household, my parents spoke like Tagalog and like growing up, um, I didn't know how to differentiate. I, I can't even say that word differentiate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you understand what I mean. Yes. Um, I couldn't like, I thought they were, I thought language was just one language. So it's just like my parents would speak both English and Tagalog at home. And I wouldn't, I didn't know how to like separate those two. So like whatever I was learning at home, I would bring to school. And like, um, so when I would like, you know, when we were learning, like, you know, how to write or read when we're, when we're like in kindergarten, first and second grade, it's just like, I didn't know that. I didn't know the difference between, there was like multiple languages out there. I didn't know that like English was its own thing and Tagalog was its own thing. So it's just like, um, I had a very hard time just like learning English in general growing up. And I feel like because of that, because, you know, I actually, I, if I remember um, in first grade, I actually had to take summer school because of my reading and writing, as well as like, um, I would say like, um, during the time in class where we were supposed to learn like writing and reading, I would like, I would be that, I would be a student who would have to like get out of class and go to a different room and learn like writing and reading. Mm-hmm. So it's just like growing up, I felt very discouraged to learn a different to learn a different language because of how much I was struggling struggling with English. So with that, I feel like that's with that. It's one of the reasons why I didn't want to pick up Japanese, Arabic, or or Italian because I felt very discouraged of myself. And um, so that's that's why I didn't pick up another language growing up because I felt I just felt very discouraged if I if I couldn't speak English itself. Right. And, um, but do you my mind, that, I do, I do regret that because it's just like as I got older and um, and when I went to university, I like I, like my mindset definitely changed. I I was thinking like you know um, I love to travel. I want to continue traveling, and it's just like um I double majored in like business management and global studies and global studies we were required to learn like to study a different language and so I was just like you know as much as I didn't want to do it like I was actually like thinking about dropping it because of that like but it's like again my mindset changed and I was like okay no I want to definitely challenge myself with global studies the language that I took up was Spanish and I actually minored um in Spanish as well and um with that, um, since mining in Spanish, I, I would still consider myself as, as a beginner learner of Spanish. Um, but uh, I actually ch- I challenged myself um, because like in the sense that um, when the study abroad to Ecuador came up, I was very hesitant to go because again, it's just like I would have to speak Spanish like my whole time there because you know I would I would be living with a host family. I would have to, I'm going to school there. I have to navigate everyday life um, there. And I I was very hesitant at first, but again, like I said, my mindset is very different from when I was a lot younger. So it's just like, okay, I can do this. I can really do this. So so one of the goals that I had while I was in Ecuador was to challenge my, um, my, my, to challenge Spanish, like how to speak Spanish, because, you know, in class, in the classroom, it's very different. Like, you know, like for your everyday, um, like university experience in the States, it's like, you know, you're going to class, um, class, and then when you're going to Spanish class, that's the only time you're going to speak Spanish if you're not a native speaker, Spanish, um, native speaker. 
and then that's the only time I'm going to be speaking Spanish. And then after that, I'm going back to my other classes where, you know, we're speaking English. So when we went to, so applying to Ecuador, I said, okay, I'm going to challenge myself to do that every day, to speak Spanish every day, <laughs> at, at least try. <laughs> and then, um, so when I went, so getting accepted to Ecuador, spending half of the summer there, it's like, I wanted to get more comfortable with speaking Spanish. So again, like I said, I, I was speaking Spanish with my host family. I was speaking Spanish during school, um, navigating transportation, like, you know, trying to get a movie ticket, like just doing simple things. Like I really just, my goal was to get comfortable with, Span with speaking Spanish. And um, I would say that I definitely did like, you know, accomplish that goal, like good there. And then, um, so like, I'm very happy with myself knowing that I am able to do that. If you're thinking like, oh, with, with the idea that you like, you know, can learn Spanish, are you thinking about learning other languages? I, I do want to learn other languages. I'm just not there <laughs> yet. But, um, but I am super proud of myself that I actually pushed myself to do that. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. I'm sure you'll get there in the future if you want to pick up another. But I totally agree with you. The best way to learn is really immersing yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I just did not do a great job with it at all in high school and even college just because I wasn't practicing at all. But I went to Ecuador, too. I was only there for about 10 days, but I spoke Spanish those whole 10 days. And at the end, I was even starting to dream in Spanish, which is a sign oh, yeah. that you're like, I mean, I was not fluent, but <laughs> I was starting to get like very comfortable with it. And it's exciting. So hopefully one day I can pick it back up. Yeah. So when you were there, was your head hurting? Like when you're trying to like, like trying to like switch like from English and to Spanish, was your head hurting? Because my head was definitely hurting. Like I would write like English and then into Spanish when, because we had to do these journal entries. Mm -hmm. So I had to like, um, my professor would say, you can write in Spanish, you can write in English, whatever you feel comfortable. And no, with me, I was writing both because like, I don't know what was going on with my mind. I was just like, just writing as I was going. Yeah. Oh yeah. It hurt. <laughs> and by the end of the day, I was so mentally exhausted too. I felt like I had taken like tests all day long. Like I fell asleep so hard every night. <laughs> it takes a lot. Like you learn mm -hmm. to think about every little thing you want to say to craft together a sentence, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like, I think one of the reasons why um, I was very uncomfortable speaking it back in like the States in my classroom, because I was, I was overthinking it. I was always, okay, now I have to think about con conjugations. I have to think about, okay, is this the right tense or not? But when I was in, uh, when I was in Ecuador, it's just like the, I would say the mind, of, the ease of mind or mind of ease. I don't know. I don't know what the, the saying is, but um because it's just like my host family was very patient with me because they understood that I was like really trying to understand. And then it's just like, even in public, as long as I like, if, as long as I was like speaking, I was uh, speaking Spanish and then like trying, they, they would, you know, potentially understand what I'm trying to like, you know, say, and then they'd be like, Oh yes, yes, yes. And then like, you know, and like speak back with me. And I'm like, just as, as long as it was like that, I was like, yes, I did. I tried it. <laughs> That's awesome. I just like love your story so much because you've had such a full life only in 22 years and I know that there's more ahead for you so I'm excited to follow along. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited too. I'm just like okay where am I going next? <laughs> I think we all feel that way too. It's like the post-grad itch almost like I just want like a new city, a new life, like <laughs> a new chapter I guess you could say. So, Melly, is there anything else you want to end with? I think those were all the questions I had, but 
don't know if there's anything else you'd like to share to my listeners. No problem if not. I think you had one more question. It was like, do you want to continue moving around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you said Boston. But I am curious if you want to kind of continue that nomadic lifestyle or if you really want to settle down. Um, so, so I probably might do the same thing that my dad did when I was growing up was um, because like as so with my uh, with my story, I always said Washington and like somewhere like somewhere in the, my timeline. Uh, it was because Washington was our, our like, our, um, our, well, how can you say it, was our home base. Mm-hmm. Washington was our home base. So it's just like we had, we have a house here in Washington. We always had a house here in Washington. So every, so what was iconic about this was that having a home base, like every summer we would actually like, or at least every summer, trying every summer, come back to Washington, like, you know, like do a summer vacation here in Washington State. So it's like I might do the same thing. I don't know if it's going to be Washington, but if as long as I have a home base, it's like I have that, and then I'll just travel around again, like my dad did for my siblings and I. I think so during university. So I told I told you that I um I did a Netherlands um uh study abroad trip, mm-hmm. but even prior to that, like before meeting my classmates in Netherlands, my friend and I who was in the same program we actually did like a country hopping so we um so we went to so we like two weeks before our program started we actually went to we flew into Nether- no, netherlands we flew into switzerland and then we took the train to france and then we took the train to belgium and then we took the train to um to netherlands then to meet up with the class i think what i want to do next is to do something similar um with asia so i want to do a country hopping in asia that's my next goal <laughs> I would love to do that too, just for a couple months. Like back, are you talking about like backpacking, basically? Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say like when when my friend and I did country hopping in Europe, it wasn't necessarily like packing because we had our luggages. We were kind of just going <laughs> as we went. Yeah. But um, so hopping around, but not roughing it, really. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Got it. <laughs> so that I sounds like. I might do the same thing for Asia. That'd be fun. Oh, that's awesome. Well, do you have like a travel Instagram or something you want to plug if my listeners want to follow along on your next journey? <laughs> Melly's Travel Diary. Okay, Melly's Travel Diary. I will link that in the show notes below too so people can check you out. Yep. But thank you, Melly, so much for your time today. Like I said, I love your story. I think it's super unique and you're so fun to talk to. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you like allowing me to have this opportunity to tell my story. Oh, no problem. Bye, Melly. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Melly. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to her story. I know I did. If you guys are interested in connecting with Melly and seeing where she ends up next, you can check her out on Instagram at Melly's Travel Diary. I'll also link that in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you like the Abroad series, please take three seconds and leave me a rating. You don't even have to write anything. You can just click the stars. It would mean so much and put the time and effort that I put into the Abroad Pod each week that much more worth it. You guys can just do that right on Apple Podcasts. All right, well, with all that being said, I will catch you guys next week for another Abroad series episode. And then after that, we'll wrap season two with a solo episode. Bye, guys. (laughs) 